Okay, so um, thank you, Esther, first of all, for coming and agreeing to talk about your story and how God has really been glorified in you. Um, like I said, we do this from time to time uh, because we believe the Lord is not just a God who intervenes just once in a while, but we believe that God really loves us so much that our lives are intertwined with him. So we walk with him, we journey with him, and he shows himself in so many ways, um, in small things as well as in big things. He shows himself over the seasons of our lives. Um, and if any of you really took the time, if we took the time to just study what uh, the Lord has taken us through, where we've been, how far we've come, you really, really have reason to give thanks and praise to him. So today we're going to focus on Esther, <laughs> and we'll talk about her story. She has an amazing story. Um, maybe you can start by introducing yourself. I know people, some people know you, some might sort of just know you from the... <laughs> Okay. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All the time. All the time. Okay. In all you do, put God first. She could always encourage us to pray, and she could always encourage me to pray. I remember every Sunday, I make sure I dress up in the morning, going to church with my mom. Mm. But unfortunately, I just finished form two, and my mom woke up passed away. So it was really tough moment for me. Okay, let me, if I just interrupt, yeah, if I can just interrupt. Um, as she takes a moment. Um, so she lost her dad when she was still a very small child and then um, was raised by the mom and her mom passed away when she was in P2. P2 is equivalent or to, uh, how many? Senior two, yes, yeah, senior two, sorry. That's how many years, that's about four, 
14 years, yes, so 14 years, her mom passed away. Um, so she essentially um, was turned into an orphan. Um, and Okay, so, so what, maybe just specifically, the challenges in, in being an orphan. I know for many of us, I mean, we grew up with parents, or at least one parent, and if I'm to be honest, for example, in my case, I mean, I grew up with parents, and to be honest, I kind of took them for granted at certain moments. You know, they were there, I assumed they were going to provide for me, which they did, but just to maybe help us to see this journey you've been through, what were some of the things that you had to deal with? Um, I couldn't believe that that happened, but one thing I remember that she could always tell me to put God first. Mm. So I started now to trust more God, to mm. trust more in God, mm. not to worry what that has happened, mm. but to focus on knowing God. Mm. I, the challenges I faced, like tuition, going at school, it was really tough. Yes, I am a person who loves studying, mm. but then I thank God that the husband to my sister mm -hmm. sponsored me. Okay. And then he took over, like, he told me I'm going to support you in Form 3 and then Form 4. Mm -hmm. So the husband to my sister, I appreciate them in their adventure. Mm -hmm. They were really there for me. Mm -hmm. Sponsored me until when I completed Form 4. It was again challenging, the tuition, so I had to sit for some good years mm. without joining the HSC because of all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but God really has been so good. Amen. When, maybe you can share with us, when did you actually encounter the Lord? Because you'd had a history of being brought up maybe in a Christian, a bit of Christian background. From my childhood, I knew God. Mm -hmm. However, I didn't know much deeper. I didn't have that deeper relationship with God. Mm -hmm. But since childhood, I knew God. And then, I encountered God to, to, to take, like, to believe in my heart and accept and confess with my mouth in P5. Okay. Yeah, and then I, I said, now I need to, to, to believe and then, because he tells us when you believe in your heart and then you say with your mouth, mm -hmm. that's when I encountered God in mm -hmm. P5. Amen. Yes, I encountered God in P5 and then when I joined the Institute, that's when I joined KIC. Mm. And then you got baptized. But Amen. since childhood, I knew God. However, yeah. I didn't have that deeper relationship, or I didn't have that deeper knowledge mm. of who God is. Mm. Yeah. Amen. And and how has your relationship with God grown over the years? From you know that time P five when you really gave your life to the Lord. How has that grown? How has it grown? In my relationship with God in, in, in primary, you know, in the school where I was studying by then. It was a school of Christians, so mm -hmm. it could always actually teach us to love God, and I could serve in the Sunday school for kids. So that also strengthened my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I saw that life was changing because I used to be sad. Mm -hmm. The moment I lost my parents, I could be angry. I could be, you know, in that moment you don't feel happy. You're always sad. You're always down. But when I saw my relationship with God was becoming deeper and deeper. Mm. And then I started to have the joy. Mm. I started having the happiness that even in, in, the, in the times where there is no dad, where 
Okay, and then the impact of KIC Luboa as a family. How has um, the family of KIC Luboa impacted you? Um, KIC family has really impacted me much, so much. Because when, when, when I joined the Institute of Mildness, that's when I knew KIC, that was 2019. After me, decided to take on the course of doing midwifery course. Mm. That's when I found KIC Church. And then we could go pray together with Constant and some other students. I, I felt I'm at home. These people were so welcoming and they impacted my life. Mm. I felt that this is a family mm. to me. Mm -hmm. Like I have, I, I met a family. However, I lost the other family, but I found that I make a family. So they impacted my life. They put my life like to know the light that can move me out of darkness. Mm. And, and this, this has been so, so great, especially discipleship class. Mm. Discipleship class has really changed my life. Mm. I have not remained the same. Mm. Whenever I could be done, God always reminds me of this scripture that Matthew 6, from verse 31 up to around 33, it says, seek my kingdom first. Mm. Because I could always worry, where am I going to get a tuition? Because even at institute, Moments were really tough. Mm. One of the colleagues here knows my story. Costed. She could I could already discuss with her we pray. Because it was really tough. My sister finding the tuition that is needed. Mm. Sometimes they tell you you're not going to do exams because you're not enough. But discipleship class, Miss Monica, you've been you've really done a great work in my life. Mm. Amen. Because the word of God can strengthen you. Even in the moment when you feel you are down, mm. God encourages you up. Mm. So really this scripture changed my life. Mm. Seek his kingdom. And then I consider what is his kingdom? It is knowing the word of God. Mm. It is knowing how God really can change us. If he says, I knew you even before you are put in your mother's womb. Mm. So that means God knew everything that is really that really happened in my life. God knew even before I was put in my mother's womb. Mm. So KIC has really changed my life spiritually, and not only spiritually, but also physically. Mm. Serving the Lord, there is freedom, there is love. Mm. You feel you are a family with KIC. Mm. Yeah, I appreciate that so, so much. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to take you back a little bit into history um, when you talked of the time you had to um, drop out of your studies. And you stayed at home for, you mentioned about a year, it was almost a year, and you didn't know where the fees was going to come from. You didn't know whether you were going to continue. And just take us through that time. What was it like? What kept you going? Um, and, and the reason I say this is because sometimes in our journeys through life, we, we have a vision of where God wants us to be, and then we get an interruption. We get a time when we are kind of spinning out of control, when, when we are wondering, you know, things have gone, have not gone the way that they should be. Things are sort of stuck. They look stuck. So how, how did you survive that time? It's because one year is a long time, 365 days, you don't know what is happening after. <laughs> husband to my sister stayed now to 
I've also tried at least where I am now. Because when I finished Form 4, I wanted to join HSC, but money was not there. So I start, I finished Form 4 in 2016. Okay. So the whole 2016, I was at Form. Mm -hmm. Like, there is no money. So my sister sat me down because she also knows God and she's a person who loves praying. And then she told me, what do you think you can do to help you? Because I'm really a kind of person who loves becoming a doctor. That was my, my really dream since childhood. Mm. I loved helping patients. I loved, most of the, the people I loved working were pregnant mothers. Mm. I really loved to see how these people go through all these process and whatever. So, and my sister asked me all that time that I sat home. And, and this dream was in you already. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, God had already implanted this dream of being a doctor, going to medicine by that, at that age. So by that age, when I completed form four, I had got good aggregates, good results, and scored well in sciences. So I thought that in that period of me being at home, I could go at church. I remember there was church in Mutumbe. Mm -hmm. That's why I could always go like three days. I fast, I pray. Mm -hmm. So it was all God. Mm -hmm. It was all God. Mm -hmm. And then from that that period in 2016 when we are almost ending, my sister, the elder sister, got the money. Like she told me to look for a course. Mm -hmm. A course. So and then I, I, I said I want to do midwifery course. Mm -hmm. So I, I did this certificate in midwifery. Mm -hmm. That's how I came to study at Mario's mm -hmm. getting that. So, but it was really God. Mm. Because if I, I said, now let me focus on God. Mm. Let me not focus on my sister. Mm. And I trusted God. I continued praying and fasting and believing God. So I thank God that he used my sister to support me. Amen. Yeah, that's how I joined the institute when it was in November. Mm. It was 16th November. Mm. 2016, that's when I joined the Mario's Amen. Did, did you ever think that, you know, during that time, that, you know, 365 days, did you ever think, I give up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? And, and, what, and, what, and what, I mean, how did you go through that? How did you... When I the no, when you struggled through that time of, you know, I'm going, I, things are not going to work out, I, you know, I just want to give up. I felt giving up, that is a fact. And even there's a moment I told God maybe also to take me. I mm. die of, because mm. really, it was really tough. Mm. It was tough. Mm. Looking for this, you know, you need this, and everything is really tough on me. I felt like giving up on God, even, I felt like leaving this world. Mm. So, those moments were really there. Mm. I can't explain it, but those moments were, they were there. So what pushed you through? I think it was the grace of God. Amen. It was really the grace. Amen. It was the grace of God. Amen. Because that moment I had not known like this this much word now that I that can make me have the joy and happiness. Mm. I can't tell that it was my power, my energy, but it was the grace of, of God. God. Amen. Yeah, it was really the grace of God that moved me through all that period where I Amen. Powerful. Okay. Um, when God impacts us, or when God comes into our lives and really works in us, he not only changes our lives, but he influences others um, through us, uh, through what he's done in our lives. 
Now, when I listen to your story, your story reminds me amazingly of Esther in the Bible. Really, I mean, it's, 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 it's really amazing how it's like very, very, they work very, very, you know, the stories are literally very parallel. Um, she was raised as an orphan. I mean, she, 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 she was an orphan, and she was raised by her uncle, Mordecai. Um, and then what was so key about Esther is that she was raised for such a time as this. Um, you know, that's what the word says about her. She was raised really to change the destiny of the Jewish uh, people who um, at the time were in exile and, you know, had so many challenges as well. So she was really instrumental. God used her to, to really change the destiny of a nation. And um, in your life, I mean, God has really supported you, as you've said, uh, through very difficult times, through a very difficult journey. Um, and he has put you in an industry um, that is very, how do you say, is a very uh, difficult industry in Uganda. I don't know, people who are aware and who study these things. Uh, maternal health, infant health in Uganda is a very, very big challenge. Um, there are many um, difficulties for mothers who want to give birth. There are many difficulties. We thank God that, you know, things have been changing over the years, but it's still a place that there's a lot of gaps. Um, if you go through you know, um, pregnancy and you actually give birth and you do it in a healthy way, it's something really worth thanking God about. And so you have been placed in the middle of this industry <laughs> to really, I believe, make a difference um, or be part of the difference that is, is being made. So can you tell us some of the stories? Um, how have you impacted the lives? How has God led you to impact lives? And I believe, in, in, I remember the specific example of um, discipleship. 
um, at one time you were doing a lesson on, I think it was one of the earlier lessons. And normally in discipleship, when people come to discipleship, they have already given them their lives to the Lord, so they are coming really to just go deeper. But in this particular case, um, she, she stood up and it was her time to, to do the lesson. That was her day of doing the lesson. And amazingly, this young man who had just joined us, um, when she gave, you know, we just sensed that there was somebody in the, in the, in the class who needed to give their lives to the Lord. And she, teach, she taught the word, and then she gave a call. Um, anybody who wants to give their lives to the Lord. And this young man put up his hand and basically said, you know, I've been, I've been going astray, I've struggled, and this is the moment I really, really want to give my life to the Lord. And that was a major impact. Um, he occasionally sends me text messages, by the way. He's still in the Lord, so <laughs> that is an amazing, you know, amazing um, testimony. Um, and I believe you have the heart of an evangelism, uh, evangelist. I, I think you have the gifting, in a sense, of an evangelist. And I don't know if anybody's told you this before, but um, evangelist is not so much, you know, we sometimes put these labels on people and see them in terms of big audiences and big preachings and so on. But the heart of an evangelist, an evangelist or the gifting of an evangelist is someone who is able to present the word of the Lord such that people respond. People want to come to the Lord. And your own testimony is really um, a, a, a something that draws people to the Lord. There is just something about what you do and, and, and what you, where you've been and what the Lord has done in your life that really just draws people to the Lord. And as you've said, your brother, your own brother also went through a lot. I know I was praying with you about it. Um, your brother went through a long, difficult journey. Um, and, you know, you persisted in prayer, presenting the gospel to him. And one point he just said, okay, this is it. I'm giving my life to the Lord. And I believe your patience, your faith um, are things that really have encouraged other people around you with that, um, with, with, you know, just changing lives and impacting lives. Okay, so uh, something else um, that I found really interesting in your work life, I mean, I was, I was telling you, you know, what's the most difficult or the most challenging day you've had? How many children do you deliver on average? Uh, how many young people do you deliver on average? <laughs> and I was expecting to hear maybe one or two per night. What, <laughs> what you can share? Okay, so um, how would you encourage someone here in the, um, amongst us? Maybe there's someone here who is at the point of giving up. Perhaps there's something that the Lord has laid on their hearts to do, but there are so many challenges in their lives. You know, they, they, they have no resources, um, or they're struggling with resources, uh, whether it's money, whether it's time. 
or maybe people around them, they are looking for people to be able to help them accomplish what God wants them to do, but they can't find the people. So how would you encourage people uh, who are going through that right now? Because when you, when you say in that moment when I was down, if I could like tell my sister, do this, do this, you know, she was also maybe thinking on what she could do for me. But I focused on God. Yeah. I said now, God, because God could always bring this scripture in my life, seek my kingdom first. Mm. Seek my kingdom first. Mm. So I could always dwell on that word, mm. seeking God first. Mm. And then you can do everything. Mm. Actually, God can use anyone to support you from nowhere. Amen. God, God touches your people. And then, because when the time I was at Institute, God could provide, mm. could give money to my sister and then provide for me. Mm. She's not that well off, no. Mm. God could use other people, their friends surrounding you, and then they give you pocket money, they mm. buy for you. Mm. But it was because I didn't put my eyes on other people, but I focused on knowing God. Amen. So I'm encouraging you, let's focus to know the word of God, to mm. seek his kingdom. Mm. Mm. Because he says in Philippians 1, 6, that I, I, I'm actually, I've forgotten how it was. Yeah, he who began a good work he in you. He began the good work in you can bring you to accomplish it. Mm. So I encourage us to not to worry mm. about the past. Mm but to, to, to be happy in every situation and mm. to know. Because when you have the word of God, mm. even though you're going through difficult, you have that hope in you mm. that one day it will end. Amen. Yeah, if I didn't have the word, maybe had a mind of me, of me dying and then living this way, you never know I could kill myself. Mm. But because I had the word, it could always encourage me, it could always push me. Mm. So I really thank God and encourage you people to pray. Mm. Not to sin, never cease praying. Mm. Never cease seeking God mm. first. Mm. God can change life. God can change your life. God can do for you everything that you think you should really do. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Powerful. Powerful. You know, the, the scripture actually, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, um, I like the way it's, it's put in the amplified version. It says, He who began a good work in you will continue. Um, will continue until, until the day of Jesus Christ. And then it says he will continue developing it, perfecting it, and bringing it to full completion. So there are many ways to, to understand or to, to see that scripture, but one way in which, and I, I remember I used to pray this into your life many times, um, one way to look at it is God never begins something that he cannot finish, or he doesn't begin something and say project abandoned. You know, he, that's not the way that God works. He says he will bring it to full completion in you. And so that, that was a scripture that really was always on my heart whenever I would pray for you and it was something I always saw um, God doing in your life. And indeed, you can actually see evidence of this. Amen. Amen. So um, one last question. I didn't put this on your list of questions to think about, but this is one last question. If you could see Esther in about 10 years from now, what do you see? <laughs> wow, this is, a, this is a good question. Because remember, God can't see. So, what is God seeing? Great woman serving God. Amen. I, I think 
2019 now this world other than serving God whatever so I see myself or oh, like in those years to come I'm going to be a great woman of God Amen. serving impacting other people's lives telling them what really God is and telling them the word of God and telling them how God really loves us in any way so that's what I really see Amen. Amen. I believe my, my, my life is not going to remain at a certificate level because even I'm planning to go back at school and upgrade. So I'm seeing myself great woman of God, great in serving people, in helping mothers, helping babies. Yeah. Amen. So I believe in the word of God because he who started the work in me will continue. Amen. Okay, let's give our hands. Super. It's powerful. Amen. And I, I, I see just beyond you into what God is doing. It's, it's an amazing thing. And um, I believe, I think we are all in agreement here. God is really going to continue indeed working on the inside of you. So we are going to bless you. We are going to pray over you. Um, we're going to believe with you and stand with you concerning what God has really put in your heart and the journey he's going to continue. Thus far he's brought, he's brought you and thus far he will take you. Okay, so let's stretch out our hands and just pray over her. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you because you are a, God, a good God. We've sung that, we've declared that throughout the service, and now we see evidence of it in the life of Esther. We speak into her life and we continue to speak into her life that the things that you have planned for her will indeed come to pass. Lord, you have laid on her heart that she will be a great woman who will serve you for the rest of her life. And we speak that into her life, so that wherever you place her, whether she ministers to other people, whether she ministers to individuals, whether she ministers in her workplace, her families, wherever you place her, Lord, that she will be your instrument, an instrument that, will be, um, that you will work through in order to bless others. She is indeed blessed, and you'll bless others through her. We speak into her future that she will come to full completion, that the work that you are doing in her will really come into full completion, that there will be no hindrances, um, that the enemy will, never, will not and will never succeed in whatever he may be planning to interrupt or to break or to, um, to void whatever plans you have in store for her, Lord, that these plans will prevail and that you will take her through and that when she comes out at the end, we will look and we will see and we will declare what a mighty God we serve. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen, amen and amen. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, if you want to talk to Esther a little bit more, um, of course, uh, we are breaking a little early, so you can bless her, you can speak into her lives, you can tell her how her life has encouraged you and has blessed you. Um, so really she's available, she's always here, serving very, very um, uh, energetically and passionately um, in hospitality, in ushering and other areas. Um, but we are also saying this uh, to anyone here who's gone through a lot and you're going through a lot of difficulties, we also want to just pray over you. This is one of the things that we delight to do as a church, as KIC. 
um, is to really just believe with you, pray with you, encourage you, and help you in the journey that God has for you. God is indeed a good God. He never ceases to be good. Um, and so I just want to declare that really you, will see th you live to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. So you can take your seat.